This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the WOMED and Happy New Year. The first Monday of 2022. Thanks so much for joining us on this glorious new year Monday new episode of the WOMED. I'm so excited. If you love this episode, just a quick reminder, make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at the WOMED. Share this episode with anyone you feel like might need to hear it. And you know what we brought in with the new year, new energy? We brought in TikTok. <gasps> oh my God. The WOMED is officially on TikTok. So if you are under the age of 30, just kidding, we're both over 30 and now we're on TikTok. Please join us on TikTok. We have some pretty hilarious content over there. So hopefully we'll see you on Instagram, see you on TikTok, submit your NDEs, your wonos for us, and we will catch you on the other side. Let's bring in the first 22 NDE with the sweetest review. Yes, this one comes from Amber. She is in retina ophthalmology. And, you know, that's not a field that we really have broached into too much. But we want, I mean, eyes are so cool. And we definitely want to bring in more. We want to highlight all areas of medicine. But Amber wrote in and just left us the, the sweetest review. She said, Danny and Jack, I'm listening to this week's episode, and I want you both to know how much I appreciate you. You guys bring joy to my life each and every week. You're the reason I look forward to Mondays and the reason why you've been helping me push through medicine these last few years amid a global pandemic. I adore you both so much and I'm so thankful for the humans you are that touch so many lives each and every week. Thank you so much for being unapologetically you. And quite honestly, that is the sweetest, kindest, like, you don't know how much that means to us. We all need the validation. Thank you. That one really feels good, especially to start off the new year with, um, you know, with us being reminded that y'all are listening and you're enjoying these conversations. And Amber also mentioned to us that she is currently chipping away at classes for nursing school. So Amber, you keep going. You got this. That is the hardest part, like getting all those prereqs in and applying. But you got this. We need more nurses right now. So thank you for the kind message. We are sending you all of our love and good luck. So Jack just pulled up this New Year's Eve segment of Grays, and everyone is in surgery. It's almost midnight, New Year's Eve. And Derek is... Derek is just closing up someone's brain and um, they're all, oh, look at the clock. And they start counting down 10, 9, 8, 7. And then everyone celebrates Happy New Year and they're all in the OR and there's people in the gallery that are clapping. And I have, I have mixed reviews about this scene. 
I I think it's funny that they're all kissing through their masks. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a post-pandemic world, like they're Meredith and Derek and uh, some of the other couples, like li- like of course, again, like of course, everyone's coupled up in the OR. They're like kissing each other with the masks in the post-pandemic world. Like that is so not okay. But I do completely appreciate that at least for this holiday episode, everyone's at the hospital. Yes, it's like. In reality, yes, unfortunately, (laughs) most people are working Mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve. Which you don't get holiday pay for New Year's Eve. And that is a worldwide major whoa, no. Uh, I completely agree with you. It's kind of that one reminds me this one isn't as big of a deal, but like the Super Bowl. I always think it's such bullshit that like the Super Bowl (laughs) is not like holiday pay either. It's like these super fun events that everyone else is going to. But of course, because you work in a hospital, you don't get that day off. And New Year's Eve not getting holiday pay is a total no. I can't believe you just equated holiday pay with the Super Bowl. I know. I don't even pay. You know, I don't even like football. Like I don't I don't love I don't like football, but it's such a just like a fun cultural, like fun thing to do. That was so out of left field. Why? Well, I always (laughs) think about that because like they're not that far away from each other. And I just remember working as a nurse and having to work the Super Bowl. And it's just like kind of a huge bummer. All of your friends are, you know, at a Super Bowl party eating all their nachos and the dip and you have to work and it sucks. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> that and holiday pay. <laughs> like you should get, ho- what I'm saying is you should get holiday pay for working the Super Bowl because it's like America's holiday also. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you not agree with me? <laughs> okay, well, you know, Danielle, considering you're a Packers fan, I'm actually shocked. You must not be that loyal. Um, I love the Super Bowl parties. I love watching the Super Bowl. Um, the halftime shows, all about it. But you just, just don't think don't we think, deserve holiday for I don't the Super think Bowl. You, I, I mean, sure. Why the fuck not? Exactly. <laughs> Why the fuck not? We should get holiday pay for New Year's Eve and the Super Bowl. You know what? I don't feel like nurses who work day shift work night shift on New Year's Day. I don't think you get holiday pay for that either. I I honestly think that you or get Or you only get it for like four hours. That's what I think. I think you get holiday pay for the the hours of New Year's Day. So to make the most technically out of your New Year's Eve holiday, you have to work New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to get a full 12 hours of holiday pay. And that's just right, which is bullshit. And also, like, if you work New Year's Day, day shift, 12 hours, like you're not having champagne at midnight, like you're going to bed. You're not partying on New Year's Eve. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess it's better than working that night. I mean, I'm sure some people did. I've I've worked with plenty of nurses who I knew did. That's true. That's yeah. I mean, that's probably the best case scenario is if you have to work, just work the day, try to have some fun the night before, um, and get that holiday pay. But you know, shout out to you night nurses that are working that New Year's Eve shift. And cheers in with some apple cider. I love free people. I always find good stuff on free people. And free people is just like your vibe. But like, are you like maturing out of it? You think? I just want to be all things. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, I love your style. And I feel like I embody some of that sometimes. But then sometimes I feel like I still dress like a 20 year old. (laughs) 
And I don't know if that's acceptable, but it's <laughs> like a 20-year-old. Truly. We're going to sneak you into the bar. Yeah. But to be fair, our Lyft driver yesterday oh God. was talking about how, you know, Atlanta is the capital for strippers and was like, suddenly switched the conversation to like kids and like asked if, asked us if we had kids. And we we're like, no. And he's like, well, good. You got to wait till you're at least 30. And I looked at Jack and I'm like, whoop. <laughs> Let's not share too much with this Uber driver, mm-hmm. Lyft driver. Yeah. Things got a little uncomfy there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but it's also, a hit or miss with Uber drivers. You got to kind of, I don't know. He, he rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> uh, yeah. He would not stop talking about strippers, but also the fact that. <laughs> Neither of us apparently looked like we were in our 30s or old. I know. And like, I almost was like, Danielle's 36. But then I was like, I'm not going to share. No more personal information. No more personal information. Random Uber driver. Hopefully he's not listening because we did tell him we podcast. They didn't tell him the name of the podcast. No, we didn't. No. If he found us, then, oh God, we've got bigger problems to worry about than you dressing like a 20 year old. But your style is great. I think my style has like definitely evolved the last few years. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely used to be more like free people, boho. And now I'm just like, I wear the same thing every day. Like I just stick to neutrals and like, yeah, you know. But with all the fast fashion stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't know about you. And I know it's uh, uh, sustainable fashion is so much more expensive. It is. But... I feel like my I've tried to like change that to at least in my own style to try and wear things that are more sustainable. So you've got so many clothes that end up like just in in landfills. I mean, it's all done in in Chile. Yeah, you know, there's just like deserts filled with piles and piles of clothes. And I don't know. I'm trying not to just have too much stuff. Right. I'm trying to make like purchases that mean something yeah so that's really important I think my biggest piece of advice with start if people are looking into trying to be more conscious about the things that they're buying but it's hard right because sometimes we do like free people or mm-hmm. j crew or the, the brands go on Poshmark Poshmark is the best I buy so that's many true. of my things from Poshmark then you don't have to feel bad about it you're not yeah. buying more things into the universe you're already buying something that is part of the the loop so mm-hmm that's a good idea. Yeah. So. A lot a lot of brands, though, even on free people are starting to make they are more yeah, they like are. this is sustainably yeah. made. This is uh, yeah. Yeah. But well on that note, yeah. now that we've talked a bunch of like the fashion. Okay, on you know, the now we're gonna start going into global warming and we just need to here we go with our tangents. So we're gonna pause and pivot. Because it's the new year. Yes. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Jack and I are actually sitting in Atlanta and we are at the cutest hotel. Uh, it's the Hotel Claremont. Yeah. Definitely recommend. Hey, Jack, you want to tell everybody what the Hotel Claremont is apparently known for? <laughs> I really wish that that people didn't spoil this for us and we could have just experienced this organically. But apparently, the Hotel Claremont, th- there's a bar in the basement that is known for its, we'll say, mature? Mature strippers. strippers. <laughs> yeah. Jack and I are going to try and find those later. <laughs> <laughs> not just your normal strippers mature, mature. yeah <laughs> because honestly i hope when i am that age that i am still just loving myself loving my body embracing yeah. my sexuality 
and going for it. I asked some so someone that spoiled this for us. I asked, I was like, is this a older burlesque show? And they told me, no, 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 no. These are legitimate strippers. Like, this is not a burlesque show. Like, they're they're getting down and dirty in the yes. ATL. Okay, so we'll have to keep you all posted on that one <laughs> because we had no idea. And then the second we got here, everyone was like talking about it. But mm-hmm. regardless, this is the cutest hotel. Like, every it little really corner is. has been like so thoughtfully decorated. I'm like, it's very aesthetically you and I. So big fan. Yeah. It's very mid-century with like a 70s flair. Yeah. 70s flair for sure. Yeah. Big time. How many trips have we done now? Just you and I. Well, if we're talking about destinations to record. But like I'm counting the times where like I've come to Nashville and the times that you've come to Chicago. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if my brain can do that right now. It's been like more than five, I'd say now at this point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because now we're kind of at the point where it's like, I'm starting to pick up on some of your habits, girlfriend. Um, you're one to talk. <laughs> Jack, you, you just love to roast me. What do you think is my most annoying quality? That you love to roast me. <laughs> like I can take so much, but like, <laughs> <laughs> do I hurt your feelings? <laughs> I mean, it's not that you hurt my feelings. You can take my roast. <laughs> I you can. can dish it back. It's funny. Okay. It's fun. It's fun to see that side of you. I mean you're easily roastable when you do things like buy gas station cheese. Oh my God. It's cheese. No. I'm from the Midwest. It's cheddar. It's not Danielle, like it was a stick of Velveeta. I'm also from the Midwest and I would never buy gas station cheese. That is disgusting. So what? No. I wanted the cheese. Well, we I put it, the We cheese. put it on a poll on Instagram. Stop and, and shaming me. <laughs> the internet web people are following on the WOMED agrees with me. They would never. It's disgusting. I checked the expiration date. Oh it's God. fine. I just but wanted see, like, cheese. This is so funny to me that you are okay eating gas station cheese because on the other hand, like you can be a little needy when it comes with like to food. Like you can be a little. Oh, I'm pick- very you're, picky. You're very picky. And um, I have definitely. Not when it comes to cheese. Yeah. Like how come you, you can eat gas station cheese? You keep saying it like it's like bad cheese because it is it's from a gas station it's the same brands that they have in grocery stores it's different i promise you it's different but god forbid the matcha isn't like ceremonial grade organic when we go get our matcha (laughs) but this girl can eat gas station cheese like someone explain this to me i am the best of both worlds boom Yes. Take that. Yes. Chocolate. Well, you know what? I would rather you eat gas station cheese than deal with hangry Danielle. <laughs> My God, you were going in. <laughs> I'm just roasting her so hard. I'll build you up later. Don't worry. Me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I feel like the only thing I can roast you on is like how intensely dedicated you are to getting like the shots and the B-roll content, which I'm so grateful for <laughs> because like I can't even roast you for it because... It's, it's shit that we need. It's shit that we need for the podcast. And you've got a great eye for it. So I know. I think I missed my calling. I should have been some sort of like creative director or yeah, you're something great at it. like behind the scenes. You're great at it. I'm also like, I could just be your photographer. Like, just call me Nigel Barker at this point. I feel like I could just follow you around and take all your photos for you and you shoot know, B-roll. I have mixed feelings about Nigel Barker and America's Next Top Model. Yeah. A bunch of like, there's been a bunch of stuff that just came out about how they weren't paid and blah, 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 entire. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's a great show. It's yeah. But I mean, a lot of the plus size comments and stuff that they've made, like, well, it's pretty gross. But, you know, the world's evolving and people are realizing that there's certain shit that you just shouldn't say. But the modeling world is just, I mean, I always thought that was hilarious. And they're like, yeah, you'll be guaranteed this contract. I'm like, just because you get signed with an agency doesn't mean you're going to get booked. Yeah, I know nothing about the modeling world. And I feel like you have kind of opened that up for me a little bit to like understand what it's like. Like, and no, thank you. I could never. I would cry. It's a hard world. It's definitely changing a lot as people are looking to make sizing more inclusive. Mm. But I mean, there is a huge shift. And I was, you know, not skinny enough. Or then I got too curvy. Or you just... For me, like that whole journey has been when I was at my smallest, I felt miserable. Really? Miserable. Probably because you were because, hungry. Well, yeah. And like that, the anxiety along with it, it's just like. And the pressure to like stay a certain size, mm-hmm. I'm sure too. Like once you get to that size, then there's that pressure to stay there. Mm-hmm. And you just feel miserable. God, our world is so fucked up. It really is. Ugh. Yeah. I love that we're not really talking like medical stuff, but this is a New Year's pod. So we're just having like, we're reflecting, Mm -hmm. we're enjoying. I'm really excited. This last year, we were talking about this last night. The last two years, it's hard to distinguish between year one and year two. Like, I feel like 2020 and 2021 have just kind of melted together. They're just like a, a swirling pot to me. For sure. I don't know where one started and one begun. 2020 was definitely a double asterisk next to it because I think when the pandemic was so new, it was so scary in the beginning. I remember some of those first few months and we were like on legitimate lockdown, like can't go anywhere for a while. So obviously 2020 has like a major asterisk, but 2021 like kind of sucked too. It's like, you know, yes, we were able to travel a little bit more domestically. We're vaccinated. We can start meeting up with friends. There's so many positive things that 2021 had that 2020 didn't. And I'm not trying to sound like all depressing and look at the negative, but like, let's be honest. A lot of us are still just kind of coming out of it, even in 2021. You know, it's only been in the last couple months, you know, like two, three months that I've felt more comfortable Mm. traveling yeah i don't feel comfortable going out to a crowded bar right or like major concerts or something well concerts i feel like are a little bit different just Mm -hmm. because nashville the music venues have taken such a strong stance in making sure they check everybody make sure they have had a negative test um within the last 24 hours and they check everyone's vaccination cards yes i loved when we were in los angeles how any bar we went to you had to have a restaurant yeah anywhere you needed to show your vaccine card and we're not doing that in chicago that was the first time i'd seen that and it was such an ease to just know wow everyone in this bar is like on the same page like we're all we're all vaccinated. It was unless they got weight. a fake card, but yeah, which is possible. But you just gotta take a <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> so, how are you feeling about it then? Part of me is just like, are we ever going to get out of this? The other part of me is like, well, I'm boosted. I've protected mm-hmm. myself as much as possible. 
you know, I'll continue to wear a mask. Like when I go on grocery shopping and stuff like that or flying, obviously. But I just feel like that's kind of what things are going to be now. Yeah. You know, I I would love, I mean, like, I think it's going to be, you know, if anyone has a cold now moving forward or anyone feels kind of sick, they'll just wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, it's just like a consideration at this right. point. I was wondering if in the hospital, if we ever won't wear masks again. Mm. Like, it's hard to imagine going back into a hospital where no one's wearing a mask. Like, it just seems like so second nature now to be in a medical environment, all wearing masks. Like, And yeah, I think you're right. I think that was probably also the biggest difference with 2021. Like now that we're headed into 2022, some of these things are just starting to feel normal. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, before if you are going to travel you have to look at what's going on with the new variants. What are the restrictions? Do I have to get tested? Do I have to have my vaccine card? What do I need with traveling or with restaurants? Or it's just like the new normal now where mm-hmm. it, at least that that is like it's starting to settle. It's starting to feel like this is just an adjustment of this is our new normal, which I fucking hate saying new normal. It sounds like such like a cliche thing to say, but it is true. It, it's just we're just getting used to some of this now. How about here's a reframe. We're not getting used to it. We are evolving Mm -hmm. as empathetic humans. Yes. Yes, we are. So I want to kind of dive into 2021. Let's like, this is a great time, the start of the new year to reflect. I hope everyone just had some time to kind of reflect on this past year. So often we're just so quick to just look at 2022, look at the new year, set Mm -hmm. resolutions or intentions or looking forward. But I think it's hard to kind of do that when you haven't really processed the year before you. So let's dive in. I'm really excited for 2022. I mean, who's not? I feel like mentally I'm in the best place. I have so much love for myself. I feel so safe and secure just in my life and with my friendships and um, my relationships that I just, I feel good. I feel so good. You're in the flow right now. Yeah. Like you are aligned, I think. Yeah. You're, I think, living the life that you've built for yourself and it's, Mm -hmm. it's aligned. It's who Danielle is. You've worked really hard to get to this point. And I agree. I think that like you have found a place where you're able to welcome in really good things in 2022. I think so. Yeah. Look at you. You're glowing. No one else can see you, but I can see you. You're glowing too. That's because I made Jack do some skincare last night. Oh my God. (laughs) This Yeah. That chemical peel like burned off my skin and I was like, yes, it's working. Burn off my skin. Medical grade skincare. This is why you need a friend in Derm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me so happy. So what was it about 2021 that you think put you in this place? I made a lot of changes in 2021. I was ready to completely leave aesthetics because of, you know, my first experience in it. Had someone kind of really urge me to take a second chance and second shot at training and learning the aesthetic field and getting more confidence in it that now I love it. So I'm so grateful for that. And getting comfortable feeling some financial security because I did not have that during the pandemic. I did not have that at my last job. And 
that's brought me a lot of, you know, peace and comfort. Like, I mean, money doesn't fix everything, but having some security does. Absolutely. Having health insurance. That's crazy (laughs) that you started this like real pivot into aesthetics just a year ago. I had worked for like a year prior to that in aesthetics, but I, you know, didn't get the level of in-depth training and like hands-on work. Right. Until this beginning of 2021. At the start of 2021, that's when you were even considering like the ostomy program Mm -hmm. and like that was wound care. So this all happened within a year where you were like, Mm -hmm. you made the decision to really pursue aesthetics. Yes. And then along with that, also taking some time away from the WOMED, kind of gathering, getting focused, getting my feet on the ground in the aesthetic field. And then feeling that pull to start it back again, like finding a co-host, meeting you. I know. <laughs> and then adding therapy back into my life. Mm. Like that's been monumental. Wow. Monumental. What was the point that made you realize you wanted to start therapy? <sighs> therapy has always been something I've like gone to like when I've hit like a low and I don't know that I was really at a low point like I I've been pretty happy this year but I think the weight of being so isolated and realizing how much I had isolated myself during the pandemic realizing that I wasn't as comfortable as I thought with being ready to find a relationship, different things that would make me nervous and like feel with anxiety. And I just was like, you know what? Like, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm good right now, but I could feel better. And it just felt like the obvious step, but it's hard, right? Like finding like a therapist that you feel like you're going to vibe with and your energy matches and Shout out to the shrink chicks because um, you may have remembered them from the podcast when I had uh, Emma and Jen on, but we've maintained uh, a relationship. And I mean, obviously, I can't see them. as I mean, like we're friends. I can't see them for therapy. That'd be nice. <laughs> I know, right? But I, I love their, their vibe and their energy. And I just asked them, I was like, hey, do you have anybody that you think would be really good for me? Because like I have a lot of trauma and anxiety and uh, around um, centered in relationships that I've been in. And I need someone that can kind of specialize in that. They sent me one of the girls that they, that they work with and yeah, she has been instrumental. Wow. I mean, we've, she calls it, she's like therapy's a practice and she's so right. But kind of going through the motions there and like, talking through different things and realizing certain things about myself and my past and patterns. And, you know, it just, it's been hard, but it has been so instrumental in helping me feel safe in my own abilities to gauge whether or not someone's a sociopath and feel like I can welcome that safe love because that's all that's all I want I want that safe love I think you're really in in a place where 
not only do you deserve it, but someone deserves your love. Like the love that you're willing to provide is just so apparent. And I think that's incredible. You know, you took some time off from the WOMED, you started therapy, not because you were in a low, maybe more like in a rut. Like you just were like, I, I, yeah. I want to up level mm-hmm. a little bit. I wasn't who I wanted to meet, you know, which I think is such a important idea to put out there that you don't have to be at a rock bottom to right. see a therapist. Right. Therapy can enlighten you and give you such a different perspective and a different love for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I almost think it's better to kind of start in a point where you're not <laughs> yeah, not at rock like bottom. Like you're not at rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a long way to climb out of. Yeah. I was at a place where financially I could afford mm-hmm. to focus on my mental health, which is so fucked up. That's, that's such a fucked up thing to say because mental health care is so expensive <laughs> and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a luxury, right? Mental health should not be a luxury. I feel like it is. Yeah, we talked about that in Lily's episode mm-hmm. a lot. And it's unfortunate because your mental health can affect and manifest in your body in different ways. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm really happy that that you're in this place. Mm-hmm. And I think 2022 is going to bring a lot, a lot for you. I'm excited. How are you feeling, Jack? Mm. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, 2021 has been such a a year that has, I don't even know where to start. It's hard to even kind of get into it. But there's been a lot of change for me personally. We'll just put it that way for now. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been some curveballs thrown in my life that I really didn't see coming. And I think... I feel like I'm in a good place heading out of 2021 into 2022. I think the biggest lesson that I'm carrying with me is that reminder that life can change really quickly mm-hmm. and that we have to adjust and we have to try to keep perspective. There's been a lot of change for me recently that I've kind of been really proud of myself of of kind of like handling it and taking it as it comes. And on one hand, like that has, there's been a lot of change and a lot of um, adjusting from my end. But on the other hand, it has been such, like how you said you're in your flow. I also, I, I kind of feel similar. I am almost done with my FNP program. Woo-hoo. My God, it's been like 20, two years of school to get to this point, never fucking going back. (laughs) But I'm at this point now where I'm deep in my clinicals. I'm starting to really get a sense of what my career could look like for the rest of my life. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to work in primary care. I want to see patients in the clinic. I want to, you know, I know where I see my career going and I feel like I'm finally at that point where it's like, I'm here. Like, this is it. I made it. Like, I only have one semester left. I get to publish my DMP project. I'm finishing up my clinicals. I'm starting to feel really, comp- not really confident, but I'm more confident in this role. And it feels good, you know? And on top of that, you know, I started Riot Healers. And then of course, 
one of the biggest changes was being asked to co-host with you. I hope that was the highest point of 2021 for you. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, that was another change. Like so much changed for me this past year. I started a business. I was asked to co-host with you. The greatest gift that has been brought into my life. Uh, hands down. Oh, oh my I was gosh. only kidding. No, 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 Thank no, no. You. Hands down. Being asked to co-host a woman with you was by far the biggest highlight and the biggest positive light that was brought into my life was you and being asked to co-host with you. So, so much change, like good. I mean, I don't want to say, I hate to use the terms like good and bad, but we'll say <laughs> difficult changes and beautiful changes. And that was really, I think the lesson for me this past year was just learning to kind of roll with the punches and that life is going to always change. You're the second you kind of start to feel really comfortable, I feel like that's when life is like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. We got we got something more in store for you. Yeah. And now finally like after this year kind of feeling more comfortable and more balanced, I feel personally in a really good place to head into this new year. Do you feel, I feel like what you said about, you know, as soon as you're starting to feel really comfortable, it's when life throws you a curveball. Mm-hmm. And I felt that. Mm. I feel like you'll probably feel similar to this, but since I've started, you know, deep into this uh, work in therapy, I don't feel like it rocks me as much Mm -hmm. as like these things have in the past. I feel like it's like I've learned different, you know, strategies and I've evolved a bit in, you know, my thought process and my ability to not not compartmentalize, but assess how I'm feeling and what I have control over. Um, And to kind of be able to like, Ride the waves, ride it and like have like a plan. Totally. You know, I think a lot of people can probably relate to that, not just with like personal changes that happen in life with the pandemic too. It's like all of us were forced to change and adjust. And I completely agree. I think that what you're saying ultimately comes down to this, this unshakable self-worth and confidence and confidence that Mm -hmm. it's like, no matter what happens to me, like in life, your job can change so quickly. You could lose a job. You could lose a relationship. You could lose, you know, so many different things can come in and out of your life, but you're always going to be there. You're the constant. What's inside is the constant, right? And we've had a lot of conversations about this. And, you know, I think that term self-worth is like, ugh, like sometimes you can roll your eyes at it. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a little bit different than confidence it's just this like this peace and this knowing that no matter what you are worthy of love and support and friendship and all of these things that can change like no matter what life can either take away from you or give you that you are unshakable i know what i'm stitching on your coat now that <laughs> we're getting philosophical on the womet today oh doesn't the new year just That's, make you do that though? I I, mm-hmm. I do think there's something so beautiful about a new year, a fresh start, a time to reflect on 
an entire year. And we don't do that often. We don't have a lot Mm -hmm. of opportunities to do that, to really reflect and really think, what was the highlight for me? What was the low light for me? What do you think is the greatest lesson that you are taking into 2022 or that the greatest lesson that you learned in 2021? That it's okay to not be in control. Which is something I think I'll always kind of struggle with. Like I don't, I never really kind of realized that about myself, but um, it's okay to just let things be, Mm -hmm. say what you need to, don't keep saying it, you know, like if, if someone's not hearing you, like you don't need to keep trying to make them hear you and being okay with just just moving forward. You know, I think the biggest takeaway, you know, from me this year is really prioritizing my mental health, mm. my boundaries with people, what I'm willing to give if I'm not giving anything back, you know? No, my mental health has been like the biggest gift this year and something that like I refuse to not make a priority mm-hmm. i think the pandemic and like, to continue to practice coming out of it has forced a lot of us to really take a hard look at our mental health mm-hmm. for sure for sure i know i did like i yeah. had to really take a look at my mental health like about halfway through the year and just kind of admit like i need more help like therapy's not cutting it right now yeah yeah and i think that that's probably the hardest step right is like is admitting that you can't just figure it out all on your own Mm -hmm. or that maybe therapy isn't enough for you right now. Yeah. I think I'm with you. Like for me too, mental health was a huge lesson. Taking a hard look in the mirror at that and making real changes to move forward. And be the person that you want in a relationship like friendships partnerships whatever I don't know maybe I just keep interjecting like my myself and like my own things in here but becoming and learning to become someone that I would want to meet that I would want in my life who wouldn't who wouldn't want you don't even get me on this topic again (laughs) so I want to lighten it up just a little bit yeah what memory do you have from 2021 that you're going to remember for the rest of your life? Is it super cheesy if I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I will ever forget our conversation. I was driving up to Wisconsin this summer and we had finally gotten a chance to talk about what it would look like you coming on the podcast. Mm. It was like the first um, like phone conversation we had ever had. It just felt like you were like you were supposed to be in my life. We were supposed to meet. And yeah, that might be the highlight of this oh, year, Jack. Like you coming that. into my life because you've filled I don't want to say filled a void because I don't I don't really agree with like someone shouldn't complete something mm-hmm. in you. But I feel like you bring out the best in me. And I just love, 
I love this partnership. I yeah. think you are the perfect addition to the WOMED. And I'm just really grateful for everything that you have brought to it. You have helped revive it. And you're a bright light in my life. Oh. Even if you roast the crap out of me. <laughs> I don't think you thought you were getting that when you signed up to have me as your co-host. But I was just going to roast you nonstop. It's fine. So I probably sweet. deserve it. I'm going to get emotional. I, I'll you? never forget that conversation also. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I think a memory I'll never forget also has to do with the WOMED. It was just that second day that we had in Los Angeles at that beautiful Airbnb. And we had three just guests that I, I, ugh, I, can't, I still can't really believe that I'm like sitting here on the WOMED with you. It still like hasn't really hit me. But I think that that day is when it really started to hit me like having Lily, Marcus, Danielle Bellardo all come in like back to back to back. Just incredible human beings that have done so much for the medical community. They've done so much for our profession. They've done so much for people. That's like, I want to make that clear. Like these are people that are on social media. Yeah, they have big followings. They post these awesome, this awesome content. But at, at the end of the day, these are healthcare professionals that have dedicated their lives to helping other people. And I admire all of them so, so much in very different ways. And it was just such a beautiful day to have them come like back to back to back. I remember thinking like, what the hell? How did my life turn into this? Like, how did I get so lucky <laughs> to be able to be here with you talking to these people that I admire so much? I will never forget that day. I drank a lot of coffee that day, too. So I'm like, they were really special conversations. Yeah, they're all so different and so special. That's what I love the most about this podcast is that we get to speak about these issues. We get to use our voices in these issues. We've, you know, evolved and found ourselves a bit more in in the podcast and these conversations. And I think that's really special. Was there a time in 2021 that you cried tears of joy besides five minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the last time that I cried tears of joy. Mm. I have had plenty of moments where I've been just like so happy and been in awe of like mm. the world around me. But nothing that's like, you know what, actually, I take that back. I almost cried on the way to work the other day. Um, it was super, it was just so early. But I had never seen the sky lit up like that at 6.30 in the morning. Ugh. It was like, I just, I could not stop like laughing because I'm like, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. I hope everyone is waking up and seeing this. Like, what a gift just to see this incredible sunrise. And, like, that sounds <laughs> so silly to me. Um, but it literally, I'd never seen something more beautiful in my life. It was the way the colors and, like, the clouds were. And it was the stark contrast between how dark everything was and how literally the sky just looked red and purple and bright and it just had me in awe of what beauty there is what about you have you cried tears of happiness this year 
I have a few times, but one really sticks out. It was the first hot yoga class I was able to do without a mask. Oh, that's special. And I haven't, well, first of all, I haven't, it was the, also the first yoga class I had been back to since the start of the pandemic. So it had been like over a year and a half and it was after I was vaccinated. The yoga studio that I usually go to was requiring everyone to show vaccine cards. So this was like a few months ago and it was short lived, right? Because the, then the variants started coming and then we had to wear masks again, regardless. But I remember being able to go to a hot yoga class, knowing everyone in the room was vaccinated. The numbers were extremely low and just being able to take like a deep breath without a mask in like that warm yoga studio. That heat that just goes down into your lungs. And I remember just, I just started crying. I just like, I just had this moment of like, thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for letting us breathe and move together. It was just such Mm. a beautiful, beautiful moment. That's really special. Yeah. So Jack, I'm curious, who is your dream guest for the WOMED in 2022? Ooh. You're going to laugh at mine. Okay. Mine's like kind of serious. Not serious, but my dream guest would be to have Corey Bush. I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Mm-hmm. For sure my dream guest. So I'm putting that out into the universe right now. Who's yours? Dr. Ruth. <laughs> I think she would be so fun. I mean, like her and her little accent and just like talking about sex. Like, I think a sex therapist would be so much fun to have on. And Dr. Ruth is iconic. Well, if so, anyone has any connections to Dr. Ruth, shout I out. I think it would be better. DM us. <laughs> so obviously you brought on a co-host. You brought on moi in 2021. Mm-hmm. I did. Where do you see the WOMED going in 2022? Hopefully growing. I hope this is something that you know, the conversations keep resonating with you. I hope these conversations make the listeners think about other people in their lives that maybe might need to hear this episode, that it might help them, might resonate with them. I hope it's a community that just keeps thriving and supporting each other Mm -hmm. and evolving. I think we have a lot of work to do. I think we have a lot of really great conversations still left to be had. And I hope people continue to enjoy listening. I would love to be able to do, you know, in-person events and record live with all of you. And I just think that would be so special to be able to connect in person with all of our listeners and just send out, you know, more love in person. And that sounds so cheesy, but yeah, I just... I just hope it keeps growing and evolving and touching more people. Do you see the WOMED bringing on male guests? That's an interesting thought. I'm just curious. I mean, I'm not closing the door on it. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting to have them on and have conversations centered around women yeah. and, you know, maybe some honest conversations about how they have participated in, you know, misogyny or you know maybe some things that they aren't so proud of you know during school during work I think the mission of the WOMED will always center around uplifting women Mm -hmm. but I do think that there is something to be said about how men can also be victimized by the patriarchy and how Mm -hmm. men can also be 
victimized by medicine and by um, the structures that we have to practice medicine. Interesting. You know, like Mm -hmm. the fact that men aren't supposed to cry or be emotional about patients and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I I think that there's some interesting conversations that can be had around that. Obviously, you know, we've already started to open up the conversation to be more inclusive with LGBT populations and transgender populations. And I think that that is going to be so awesome to bring into 2022. I cannot wait Mm -hmm. to have more conversations. We have some really fucking awesome guests lined up for 2022. I'm so excited. To keep opening that conversation. But I think uplifting women, of course, will always be one of the central themes of our podcast, of, Mm -hmm. of our mission here at the WOMED. But we don't, we don't have anything against men. And I think that they can offer men. a really great perspective into how we can continue to uplift women. And evolve together to actually change medicine. Totally. Because it's not just going to be us yelling. Exactly. You know, for change. It has, it has to come from both sides. We got to do it together. Mm-hmm. What are you most looking forward to for 2022? I hope it's travel. Yes. I hope it's travel. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get my hopes up because there's variants still. My biggest hope for 2022 is travel opening up much more safely because it has been so fucking fun to go take these little trips with you. And I want to keep I want to keep going. I really miss traveling. That is like my biggest hope for 2022. What about you? Yeah, traveling's a great one. I just I just love being able to explore new places. Mm I'm really looking forward to the relationships that are going to come in 2022. Yeah. Is that traveling for concerts, traveling for, you know, is that like what your biggest manifestation would be? What would you say that is? What's your biggest manifestation for 2022? I feel like I'm always manifesting a relationship. But like now that I know I don't need one. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like ready for what <laughs> that makes. Oh, girl, that's when you know. That's when you know it's coming. That's when you know it's coming. I don't know. That's just that's just what I'm ready for. You know, 2022 could look like me going to a sperm bank and doing it on my own. Fuck yeah, you know, because of you know what things are important to me and like things that I want to experience in my life. I bet I would. Yeah, that's safe love. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm ready for and. Wow. That was going to come on in in 2022. Oh, yeah. You deserve Safe, it. fun, passionate, amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest manifestation, if we're putting them out into the universe right now, I think 2022 will be a really big career manifesting year for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. My first real NP job. I have like a list about what I hope to bring in for that. And then career-wise with the WOMED, with this and seeing where this can go and how we can build career. I think this is a really big career year for me. So I don't know how that's going to work with my hope for travel. So (laughs) you know what? I Okay. I love that. I love that for you. I cannot wait to have further discussions around you finding and starting your first NP job because I think that's something that a lot of our listeners will relate to and have mm-hmm. questions about. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing that I just have to say. I'm really hoping we can bring into 2022. I want a WOMED scholarship fund. Yes. 
That would be so cool. And I don't know how we're going to do it, but that's what we're going to figure out and bring into 2022 as a woman's scholarship fund. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked about that on our, that first conversation that we had yeah. on the phone. Mm-hmm. We, Danielle and I, I think like one of the biggest things that we have in common is we both have really big aspirations and dreams. Like we yes. just, we can go off on these tangents where we're like, but what about this? And what about this? And it's such like a fun quality to be able to ping pong ideas off mm-hmm. of. And I, that but one. we keep coming back to yeah, that. Yeah, that one we keep coming back to. Yeah. That's on the manifesting list for sure for the pod. Yeah. Well, happy new years, guys. I, well, I can't wait to see what 2022 brings for the WOMED. And I especially can't wait to see what it brings for all of you. 2022, we are ready for you. Oh, ooh, that was good. Oh, I didn't even plan that. That was so cute. Look at me. Look at you. That was fun. <laughs> that was real fun. And we got we got pretty deep on that episode. We had we had fun too. You know what? It's funny. Every time we sit down, this is gonna be totally random in an outro, but every time we sit down, I, I get this like flashback of night on Delicious Dish. We are talking about what? Magic. Oh my god. Mushrooms. You know, like that SNL skit. Oh, okay. I was like, what the hell are you talking about right yeah, now? No, okay. Yeah. No, I yeah, feel yeah. I like I feel like we're them every time we sit down to podcast. <laughs> this was a really fun one uh, to kind of reflect on 2021. I hope everyone that was able to listen um, can take some time, reflect on your past year, maybe set some intentions, manifestations. I hate resolutions, but whatever it is that you want to do to kind of start looking forward to the new year. Thank you so much for joining us in 2021. And we are so happy that you are here for 2022 to see the WOMED evolve. On that note, WOMED out. 